and Acts chapter 14. Acts 14. And uh, uh, Acts 14. And I'm going to uh, just give you a few thoughts tonight. Maybe that will be a blessing to you. And we'll begin reading in verse number uh, 19. Preacher, do you have to stand? Or, uh, okay. If you want to stand with me, I'm just going to read two or three verses. You'll stand with me. And I'm going to read verse 19 and following down uh, through verse 22. It said, And there came thither certain Jews to, from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he'd been dead. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. I'm going to preach to you tonight on getting back up when your hardest hit. You know, Paul got hit pretty hard here. It said uh, they stoned him and supposing that he had been dead. I believe he was. And I'm going to preach a little bit on this about getting hit hard and then getting back up. So Heavenly Father, help us tonight that we might be a blessing. And Lord, it's already been a blessing to me. So help me to, uh, Lord, uh, be a blessing to them in return. And use me tonight, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated, preaching to you on uh, getting back up when your hardest hit. You know, Paul had started out here in this chapter in Iconium, and went in the synagogue and preached, him and Barnabas, and uh, people began to believe. Jews and Gentiles like beginning to believe on the Lord, and uh, it got the religious crowd stirred up. Now, I didn't say the saved crowd. I said the religious people got stirred up and they basically uh, threatened to stone them to death there and run them out. And they went down to Lystra and Derby, and they found a man there. The Bible said uh, an impotent man uh, that was crippled in verse number 8. And Paul... Uh, by the, uh, of course, God did it, but raised this man up. Well, when that happened, these people here tried to make gods out of Paul and uh, Barnabas. They said, uh, you know, begin to uh, actually begin to worship them, and uh, they said, "Man, don't do that. We're just men. We're just men. Don't you worship us? That was God that did that." They begin to preach. And the, the people from Iconium come down when they heard about what they was doing. They followed them down to Lystra. And the Bible said in verse 19, And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul. They wanted to make sure they got him. They wanted to get rid of Paul. And they stoned him and drew him out of the city that means they drug him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, look at this, he rose up in verse number 20. He got back up. 
Now, he'd been hit pretty hard. They said, he's dead, and we got him pretty good. We stoned him, and they supposed him to be dead. I don't know, Brother Wilkerson, this may be uh, where Paul, uh, God called in Corinthians. You know, he said, I knew a man about 14 years ago. He said, whether in the body, I can't tell or out of the body. I don't know. He said, God knows. But he talked about what he saw and heard in heaven. This might have been it right here when that happened. And I personally believe that he died. God said, nope, not done with you. You get back down there and, 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 and preach uh, the Word of God. And the next day when he got back up, he went right back at it. And uh, that's amazing. The next day, he went, and not only that, he went back to Iconium. That's what's un un unbelievable. Uh, he went back there. I don't know if I'd have done that or not, but he did. And uh, he went back. Now, there's going to be some things in life that's going to knock you down once in a while. I mean, uh, the, the best Christians in the world, once in a while, uh, something will knock them down. And, and so the first thing is the cause of getting knocked down. What knocks people down? Well, let me tell you something. Sin will knock you down. Sin will knock you down. It'll take you down. It took Samson down, didn't it? Took him down. And uh, it'll take me down. It'll take you down. It took David down there for a spell, for a while. It'll take you down. Sin will take you down. It never... You know when Jonah uh, rebelled against the will of God uh, and he got on that boat going to Tarshish. You know what he did? The Bible said he went down. And every time he talked, he went down. And brother, he just kept going down until one day they, they throwed him overboard and a fish swallowed him or a whale, and, and it really took him down, didn't it? It took him all the way to the bottom of the sea there. And, and, but let me tell you, but he got back up. You know, uh, it's, not a, it's not a disgrace to get knocked down, but it, it sure is a disgrace if you stay down. I mean, listen, there's no use for that. You've got you to gotta have to get back up. And sometimes you've got to get yourself back up. You know, David, uh, there in 1 Samuel chapter 30, David got knocked down. Suffering will knock you down. His men had turned again. When they come home and found the city burned, David's house was burned and the men's houses were burned. Their things were ransacked and their wives and children were taken by the Amalekites. And the men wept till they had no more power to weep. And then they spake of stoning David. They, they was going to stone him to death. And there was nobody uh, there for David seemingly. But the Bible said, but David encouraged himself. Amen. You know what he did? He, was, he got back up. He got knocked down, but he got back up. Now, I'm going to show you this. Uh, uh, suffering will knock you down. You know, physically. I know some good people. I'm talking about some of the best Christians in the world. That physically, yeah. when they get down, it'll really knock you down. Do you know something? When the devil got after Job... He, he took all of his children, took his ranch, took all of his livestock, took all of his money. Wife got bitter. All these things happened. But you know what? The devil didn't stop. He come back. And when he come back the next time, he said to God, if you'll let me touch his flesh, he'll curse you to your face. You know what he knew? Suffering will really get to a man. But in spite of that, Job got back up, didn't he? And you see, uh, so uh, uh, Joseph suffered and it knocked him down. Then straying out of the will of God will knock you down. 
You remember uh, uh, Naomi and Elimelech and Malon Shilion left Bethlehem, Judah, and they went down to Moab. They left the house of bread to go to, down to the wash pot, the land of Moab. And they got down there, and listen, they got knocked down. Uh, Elimelech died, Malon died, Shilion died, and Naomi come back. Uh, but uh, she didn't come back the same way she left. They got knocked down. And I'm saying that uh, straying from God's will, there's a number of things that will knock you down. Separation and divorce sometimes will knock people down. Uh, standing for right will get you knocked down. Some people say, you know, if you just stand for right, everything will turn out okay. Well, let me tell you, I don't know about some of that. You know, John the Baptist stood for right when he told Herod, it's not lawful for you to have your brother Philip's wife. But in the end of it, he wound up getting his head cut off, didn't he? I'm saying, but we're to stand for right no matter the outcome. Leave the outcome up to God. God will take care of things. Satan will knock you down. And Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he talked about being knocked down. And brother, let me tell you something. Christians, uh, in your life, if you live for God long enough, you'll get knocked down. So the cause of getting knocked down, now let me tell you this though, so, but you can get back up. If you do some things. Now there's some things you can do that I see right here that you can do that will get you back up. First of all, let me say this. You can get back up if you surround yourself with the saints. If you surround yourself with the saints. Look at at uh, uh, verse number 20. Now Paul's been stoned in verse 19. They supposed he was dead. Now look at verse 20. How be it as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up. You know why you need prayer meeting on Wednesday night? You know why you need Sunday school on Sunday morning and Sunday morning service and Sunday night service and you need uh, uh, the, the different programs the church has got on here in the local church? This local church has got everything you need. And what you need to do, and you'll get knocked down. There's going to be some times that you'll just about have to crawl in or you've been knocked down. But let me tell you something though. Whatever you do, if you, you get here, because it may be that special that was sung tonight. It may be the choir. It might be uh, somebody shaking your hand or telling you they love you or whatever Pastor Wilkerson preaches uh, or something here in this church. But if you will surround yourself with the saints, you can get back up. That's why Hebrews 10.25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, some will forsake it, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The day is the coming of Christ. And brother, if you've ever in your life, if you've ever needed the saints and the church, it's the day you're living right now. Brother, this church is more needed. My church is needed. All of our churches are needed and we need to be there in attendance and be faithful. And because, brother, you're going to have burdens. There's going to be things that will knock you down. But if you will surround yourself with the saints of God, you can get back up. Now let me give you something else. You can get back up if you're serious about service. You know what? You think Paul wasn't serious? 
They stoned him because of preaching and soul winning and standing for the Lord, did they not? But look at verse number 20. How be it as the disciples uh, stood round about him, he rose up and came into, uh, came into the city. Now he got up and he came into the city and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. And when they had preached the gospel, the next day, now can you imagine what he looked like the next day? They stoned him to death one day. Now folks, when they stone you to death, they're not throwing rocks at your feet. They're throwing rocks at your head. Can you imagine what Paul looked like the next day? I'll tell you what he looked like. He looked like a, a boxer that had been about 15 rounds and the, other, and, uh, and, and, and the opponent nearly about beat him to death. There was knots and bruises and black eyes and blood, dried blood on him all over him. You know, you heard about the old boxer, uh, Brother Eddie, that uh, uh, this boxer got in the ring and he, and he fought the first round and the guy liked to beat him to death in the first round. Well, the bell rung and he went back to his corner and he sat down and his, his manager got in there with him and started massaging his shoulders and giving him some instructions. He said, man, you did great in that first round. Said, he, he, he said, he, you're doing great. said, he hadn't laid a glove on you. And uh, you're, you're doing great, man. Just get back in that second round. So the bell rings. He goes back out in the second round. And in the second round, it was worse. I mean, he got his nose broke and got a big old gash over one eye, blood coming down the side of his face. And he, when the bell rung, he barely staggered back to his stool. The man jumps in again, starts massaging him. He gives, he gives him a drink of water, puts some salve on him and said, man, he ain't laid a glove on you. You're doing great. And the old boy turned around and looked and he said, well, I'll tell you something. He said, keep your eye on that referee because somebody's beating the daylights out of me in there. You know something? Paul looked like that guy. He was beat all to pieces. But let me tell you, the next day, he was serious about service. You know something? If you got, God's got you in a ministry of some way, you know what you need to do? Just get back up and go right back and do what you're supposed to do. Go, if it's a Sunday school class, go teach it. If it's a bus route, go get on it. If it's singing in a choir, then you getting your place in the choir. Whatever it may be, listen, if you're serious about service, you'll get back up. you get back up, you see. And you keep going because others are dependent on you that may be down too. See? And you have to keep on going. Then let me say this right here. You can get back up, listen, if you stay focused on the Savior. If you get your eyes on people, sometimes, you know, people can get you down. Things will get you down. But Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I know this is primary kindergarten kind of stuff, but let me tell you, folks, this is where we get in trouble. We get our eyes maybe on somebody and, and, and maybe we put too much weight on them and something happened and uh, they didn't keep doing what they're supposed to do, and it got us all down. But folks, let me tell you something. This is a battlefield. And you've got to keep your eyes on the captain of our salvation. Keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ because He will never fail, and He'll never let you down. He'll never disappoint you. Keep your eyes on Christ, you see. And uh, then let me say this. If you're settled in your suffering. You know, Paul said down here, 
You can get back up when your hardest hit if you're settled in suffering. Sometimes you'd have to say, this is, this is what it is. And, and he said in verse number uh, 22, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Paul said, listen, there's going to be trials. And folks, if you live for God any length of time, you're going to go through some tough times. There's going to be things you're going to go through that you don't know if you're going to make it. Well, you're going to make it. You know, when Jesus told them disciples to get in the, into the boat and go to the other side in Mark chapter 4, He did not tell them what was between where they got in and where they was going to get on the other side, but He did say, we're going to the other side. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, you're, if you're saved, you're going to make the other side. So that ain't even a question there. The question is, will we keep going to stay effective? Say, so you've got to get back up. You, 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 you're going to be a winner by getting back up. You say, get back up. And, uh, and understand, Job said a, a man that's born of a woman is a few days full of trouble. And somehow we got it in our mind that if we are serving God and we're in the will of God, there's never going to be any hard times. There'll never be any heartaches. There'll never be any troubles. Where in the world did you get that? I'll tell you where you didn't get it. You didn't get it out of the Bible. Don't tell Joseph that. Don't tell Joseph that as a teenage boy was sold as a slave by his own brothers and then got down, they took him down to Egypt and traded him to Potiphar, the captain of the guard, and Potiphar's wife tried to lure him into a relationship there and mess Joseph's life up and he run from her. And she lied on him and got him put in prison. He's been in a pit. He's been at Potiphar's house and got the devil after him there. Then he went to prison. And then was forgot about by the, by the, the uh, uh, butler for two or three years and sat there in the penitentiary. Forgot about. Looked like God had left him, but God didn't leave him. God was getting the paperwork ready for him to be the vice president of Egypt. But God was making a king. Let me tell you something too. Folks, we all want to let God use us. But let me tell you something. It's a battleground. Do you know before David could become the king of Israel, he spent a lot of time in caves. And you know the way to the palace is by the way of the cave. You're going to have some... There'll be times you get knocked down. But let me tell you, if you'll stay focused and be settled in your suffering. Then let me say this right here, because God will give you grace in suffering. He said He would. 2 Corinthians 12. Then, if you're spirit-filled, you can get back up. You know how Paul uh, was able to do what he done? He was filled with the Spirit of God. God was on him. God was in him, but God was on him. And Ephesians 5.18 says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And we ought to be yielded to the Spirit of God. That song we sang a while ago, 
started out singing about the Spirit of God. And folks, I'm afraid sometimes we get pretty good at what we do. We get to where we, we think, you know, I think I can do that and I don't even need to spend much time in praying about it and asking for the power of the Spirit of God to anoint me, give me power. Let me tell you something. When we get like that, that we're about ready to go down. We need the power of the Holy Ghost of God upon us. And he said in Isaiah 44, 3, I will pour water on him that's thirsty and floods on the dry ground. Stay spirit-filled. Because when you get hardest hit, you need the Spirit of God to help you. Then let me say this right here. You can get back up if souls are a priority. If souls are a priority. You know why Paul got back up? He was worried about them people's going to die and go to hell. Look at it. Look at verse 21. They drug him, they stoned him in verse 20. They drug him out of the city. The saints stood around him and he got back up. And the next day, uh, he went, uh, he went back into Derby. And, and when they had preached the what? The gospel, uh, to that city and taught many, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch. You know something? Folks, most people would say, I won't even drive through that city anymore. Much less stop and get out and hand out tracts and preach and all that. He went back to Iconium where all this got started. These people that stoned him to death down here in Lystra are the people that followed him down from, from, from Iconium and stirred that crowd up. And he went back. You know why? Because Paul loved souls. And that's why he said in Romans 9, I lie not, my conscience also bearing witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart for I could wish myself a curse from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. And brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Paul wanted people saved. Keep souls a priority. It'll get you back up. Keep souls a priority. And it'll get you back up when your hardest hit. You know, when your hardest hit and the devil is really on you and hitting you harder, you got a heavy burden. You know what? You might ought to just, if you can, just grab your New Testament and just get out and find somebody and go tell them about Jesus. Go find somebody and tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, just last week, there was a lady that had been riding one of our buses, passed away, and she was a good, good lady, loved the Lord, and had moved down to our area from Baltimore, Maryland, and, and was in our church, and she had some children coming, but she had a bunch of children and sons-in-law that wasn't saved. I went by the house the day she was about to die. I'd been going to see her to the hospital, but I went to the house. And I got there and the porch was just full of people and, and boy, there was just people everywhere, you know, relatives. And uh, I went in the house. I said, well, I want to just come by and pray uh, with your mother. And Miss Angie said, well, come on back here, preacher, uh, and, and pray with us. And she told all of them, she said, hey, y'all come on in here in the bedroom. The pastor's going to pray for mom. And she must have had 15 or 20 people got in that room. And when they got in there, I said, 
Well, I want to tell you, y'all got a, a great mother and grandmother here. And she's, she'll be with the Lord in a, in a few hours. God's getting ready to take her. And I said, I want to tell you something. If you ever see her again, you better make sure you're saved too. And I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, because I believe this is what she wants right here. I'm going to tell y'all how to get to heaven. And brother, I just had a church service. And I, just, I, just, I just opened up my New Testament and just preached the gospel. You know, I had about seven or eight of them saved in there. I baptized one of those men last Sunday, and I baptized one of the other men the Sunday before. And there's still some of them coming that said, we're coming and we're going to preach or follow the Lord in baptism. You see, that kind of stuff keeps me going. I have burdens just like you do. And there's going to be heartaches. There's going to be things knock us down. But you can get back up. You can get back up. Let me tell you this last little story and I'll, I'll quit. You know, many years ago, I was an amateur boxer. Dr. Howells used to say I looked more like a cocker spaniel uh, than I did a boxer. But anyhow, uh, I was an amateur boxer. And I followed it, you know, pretty close. And I, uh, and I watched boxers and, and, uh, and studied it and all of that. And I used to watch films. I never did see him fight because I was too young. But to see Rocky Marciana, who back in the 1950s was a heavyweight champion of the world. And Marciana was the only undefeated heavyweight champion in the history of boxing since it started. The only one that ever went all of his fights he won all of them, and he fought 49, and 43 of them were knockouts. Knocked out 43 opponents out of 49, and never did lose, and he just retired. He was in an airplane, little old small plane, and I remember when this happened, 1969. He was going somewhere in just a little, little private plane, and that plane crashed in Iowa and, and killed Rocky Marciana. I remember coming over the radio, said Marciana, heavyweight champion, is dead. Well, when he got killed, Brother Eddie, they called Rudy Goldstein, who was a referee of those professional heavyweight fights, and he had refereed a number of fights for Marciana. And they called him, they called Rudy Goldstein, and they said, Rudy, I hate to tell you this, but Rocky Marciana's dead. He said, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And they said, yes, he is, he's dead. And he crashed in a plane. He said, I just don't believe it. They said, well, it's true. He, we, we know for sure he's dead. And Rudy Goldstein said this. I'll tell you what to do. He said, go to his body and start counting to ten. And Marciana will get up. He said, I've seen him do it. Well, the truth of it is, that's not, he couldn't, he's dead. But thank God one day, there was one that got knocked down on the cross of Calvary. And he went there by the will of the Father. And he hung on that cross and died and bled and suffered and was put in a grave. And three days later, and they counted to three, he was already up, wasn't he? And been up ever since. And let me tell you something, and we'll live forevermore. And Jesus said, because I live, you can live. And if you're here tonight, let me tell you something. Listen to me. 
You can get up because He got up one day. And, and, and God will help you, my dear friend, tonight. If you've been knocked down, some burdens knocked you down, some heartache, the passing away of a loved one, some trial, something you're going through has got you down. Listen, you can get back up. And I just say tonight, listen, let's get back up when your heart is hit. Let's bow our heads.